this is Renting with Randy, and this is a podcast about anything and everything that can drive a sane person absolutely freaking bonkers. Like, forget forget about the bus, the train, the rain. This is, we're going to talk about the drama in the vestibule. So I have to be careful because, A, I have like no volume control. Well, actually, I have volume control because I'm trying to whisper. Hold on. Let's go live on the... Let's see who's up on the Instagram. We're gonna, there's been so much drama. We'll get to all the other stuff. There's been so much drama across the hall with, like, roommates and door slamming and yelling and you're the weird, creepy-as-fuck big dude who's the third roommate since I've been there. So, I mean, let's just do, like, a little refresher, and I apologize if this is coming off as, like, very ASMR-ish. That is not my intention. Uh, But they're up over there. The door has been slamming since about 5 o'clock this morning because hashtag team no sleep, even on days off. So, okay. Here's the bits and pieces of the history of the building that I have gleaned from people who are now in like the, oh shit, here we go again, portion of the program. Okay, so there's a woman who lives downstairs in apartment 18. Apparently, she burned the fucking building down. (laughs) And I'm not laughing because it's funny, because it was really serious, and you can Google it and shit, and it was just, I mean, people were displaced, like, literally fleeing down the fire escapes, like, with their clothes on their back, like, what you see on the news, and then out of their lives and their homes for a long time. She burnt the building down. There's apparently, allegedly, a history of drug use addiction, shady-ass people coming and going from that apartment, and she was put out while they, they literally just, like, last week, I guess, finished renovating and rebuilding that apartment, because apparently on that side of the building, the fire went completely straight up through that side of the building, and her apartment was completely destroyed, and as were a lot of other apartments on that floor. P.S., make sure you have renter's insurance if you live uh, anywhere in New York City or rent an apartment. Um, And she just moved back in. Apparently, there was some battle going on to prevent her from moving back in because of the fact that she's not stable enough to live this is not me. This is what people are saying. <laughs> hashtag gossip, hashtag tea, hashtag whatever the fuck you want to call it. So she is apparently friends, air quotes, with the dude that lives across the hall, whose name is Brother Will, the little tiny dude who has gone through three roommates since I've been here. Uh, the second roommate was the super nice guy who ended up with his stuff all out in the hallway once he found out that it was Wackadoodleville over there with a lot of shady shit going on. 
Not to mention the fact that, you know, once again, there's a lot of mental health issues. There's a lot of um, physical illness only because, and the only reason I know that is because Brother Will screamed that at the, well, there's that was actually four people because there was that Spanish guy, that light-skinned Spanish guy who claimed to have paid money on the heels of the dude that got thrown out into the hallway who was smart enough to get the fuck out of there uh, as soon as he found out that shit was like completely unstable. So when he was screaming the other day to this big fucking dude, this dude is so fucking creepy. I'm talking about like, you, you just want somebody, you gives off like creep vibes. This guy is, he's like 6'1", six, 6'2", six, brolic, brick, like, he, he is, my, like I said, my biggest fear was always that he would break Brother Will in half, like, he, he was not having it, especially if he were to find out that Brother Will plays every which way to Sunday, I'm guessing as long as he could flip something to get some money, so, he, so he screamed at this guy during one of their fights through the doors. I don't give a fly. I'm fucking dying. I don't give a fuck. Put the $10 back on my card. I don't care. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not letting you back in until you pay me my 10 fucking dollars. I'm sick. I'm dying. Fuck you. He would just, that's the reason that I know, plus the fact that visiting nurse service comes, plus the fact that God's love we deliver comes and leaves food on the floor in front of his door. Because he's, I don't know if he can hear, he's all the way in the back of the apartment, which is like a mile long hallway. And if he's knocked out on meds or whatever it is that he's taking, ain't no way he's here in the door. And that's why the food gets left outside to spoil. Um, so since this chick from apartment 18 has come back into the building, yo, it has been Dramaville. Door slamming five o'clock in the morning, all hours of the night, people coming in and out, her trying to come in and out, knocking on his door, trying he's letting her in. Who the fuck only knows what the fuck they're doing? She I mean, this chick, she, now granted, you live in the same building, you run up and downstairs to see somebody, you doing it in your pajamas, and she's coming upstairs, barely wearing any clothes, knocking on the door, trying to get inside, he's letting her in, the big, tall, creepy fucking dude is standing, he in the hallway, and then when I gotta walk, the, the vestibule is literally like two feet. So for me to get by with my dog, I'm like, excuse me, bro. Like, what? He doesn't speak. He doesn't look at you. And he does. The creepiest thing is that he doesn't want you. He doesn't want you to look at him. He turns into the wall. Like, he doesn't want you to be. And the first thing I think of, because, like, Law and Order SVU, (laughs) is that he doesn't want you to be able to, like, identify him. He's not, like, it's not, like someone's who has like issues with like don't come close to me don't touch me like uh, you know please understand I have like these you know disabilities or challenges some people really don't are uncomfortable you know being touched or look you know whatever this is not that this is some creepy as fuck shit going on and so lately he's 
this big fucking dude has been outside the front door of the building. There's like a little gate that's locked that has access to the fire escapes. So this guy has been outside smoking, mapping. And I, I will say this again. I don't give a fuck. You can smoke all you want. Like, do whatever you want to do. Live your life. But you know what? You could you live in building with people. You could still be so hey, hi, hi, morning, bye, good night, hold the door. Be, you, you don't have to say anything. We don't have to have a conversation about your life. I don't need to get to know all your personal business. But, bro, like, the fact that whenever I walk out the door, you turn and, like, try to shrink into the corner is absolutely beyond bizarre. Not only that, shit has been stuffed in the door jam, like in the lock of the outside front door. Sometimes it's the inside front door. There's two doors to get into the building. You have to be buzzed in or have a key to get into both. It's not like you get in the front door and the second door to get in the building is open. You need a key to get into both. There's a buzzer system, like in a lot of buildings that are not doorman buildings, to let you in. If you don't have a key, you have to buzz up. You have to know the apartment number, you buzz, the super has a buzz, whatever. This building has some bullshit, coded, it's like all fancy schmancy kind of digital, type in the apartment number and it rings a phone number. It rings on our phone. And then all we have to do is like press a button to open the buzzer. There's no more like you used to have to like I remember my like in most buildings you have to walk to a little box on the wall, and you could it's an intercom, it's an open the door, or there were three I don't know why there were three I remember three buttons for some reason being on my grandma's buzzer thing. It was an intercom to talk to the, hey, who is it? And then they could talk back so you know who it is because <laughs> if you're building, you're not every building has cameras and you can't see, it's not like a ring at every building that you could see who's at the door. So somebody has been jamming newspaper into the door jams to keep them open. Some days it's the front door, some days it's the inside door, some days it's it's weird that it's not both doors at the same time is, is fucking weird. Like, why would you just want to get into the vestibule? Like, why wouldn't you jam up both doors? So everybody in the building is now mumbling and grumbling. You know, she's back and be careful. And here we go again and all the drama. And so <laughs> good night. <laughs> good morning. Seven o'clock. Been up since forever. So I'm trying to figure out because you you don't listen. Nobody this isn't this isn't about snitching. This isn't about like minding other people. This is minding the the business of your own personal safety. This is like and minding the bit like there's elderly people in this building and you don't want like and there's apparently been people sleeping in the lobby and people trying to get in the building. Who the fuck knows? I've never seen anybody sleeping in the lobby. I have, however, taken the newspaper out of the door jams. I'm like, fuck out of here. Like, who, you, you're either in or you're out. Like, this, this is not like leave the door open all day. Who knows who's coming in? And, and no, that's not how it works. So I've been doing what I have to do. You know, you take the pictures, you document it, you email, you, you let people know that this is what's happening and hopefully they'll fix it for the safety of the tenants in the building. There's kids in here. There's families in here. There's just, I'm in here. Fuck, there's people in here that are trying to live and uh, not get caught up in all this drama. 
Because when you get, because mental health, mental illness, addiction with drugs is a bad, it's a, we all know it's a horrible fucking combination. It's not good. It doesn't work. It, it doesn't help anybody in the long run. Look, they burnt, she almost burnt down the entire fucking building and like killed people. Like that's, the shit is real. And so apparently there's been a whole lot of shenanigans going on again, her going in there. People are assuming that there's allegedly, they're back to using and who knows who's coming in and out. So the other, this, this was, this was like the last straw. I'll take the paper out. I'll close the doors. I'll let them know that the shit's shady and like, maybe they could keep an eye on who's coming in and out of the building. Like let people know, you know, please don't open. Obviously like common sense, logical shit. Like don't let anybody in that you don't know. Don't buzz anybody and you don't know. Don't answer the buzzer. If you don't know, the problem is you can't see who's calling. You can only push the button. So they have to say, hey, it's blah, 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 hey, it's blah, 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 or you're expecting someone, you know, it's me, you know, you're whatever, like, you know who it is to buzz in. So yesterday, it was, the door was banging, slam, bang, 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 like, way too early in the morning. Go out to walk the dog, and there is, like, crumpled up newspaper where it was shoved in the door. So I'm like, okay, I kick it to the side. At, and, and I don't pay any attention as I'm coming. And then somebody called my fucking phone from the fucking buzzer. I'm like, who the fuck? Who the fuck is buzzing me at 540 in the fucking morning? Like, who else knows? Dog people are up in the building. We all know who's out with their dogs. But the only other person who would know, the people would know on my floor that I'm up with the dog are the people who are up either across the hall. The kids don't get up that early. They're not going to school. They're on winter break. And all the noise is coming from the apartment across the vestibule. And so I didn't answer the buzzer. I took a screenshot of that shit with the intention of forwarding it to the building manager and to the building people so that they know what the fuck is going on. Because I'm sure I'm not the only one. And I'll tell you how I know that. Because... When I was coming back from walking the dog, came in, was like, okay, no big deal. Somebody buzzed. It's kind of creepy. I don't know who's doing that. I don't know who's up. I'm not answering. Let me just let them know. But then when I was walking out to go to work at like quarter to seven in the morning, there was somebody's New York Times just shoved in the cor- upper right-hand corner of the door. I'm like, you, you got to be tall as fuck to reach that. So just making sure that's not a smoke alarm, because now you got to be careful. Like if you hear a fire, a smoke alarm, now I got to have like my go bag packed and ready and the dog shit ready in case they burn the fucking building down again. So I took a picture of the newspaper in the corner and I, and I took the newspaper out I just, I couldn't reach it. So I pushed the door open and the paper fell down to the floor. Not only is that like fucking creepy, but that someone's paying for the new fucking, new, the New York Times trash. We don't have to talk about that now. Giving op-eds to fucking terrorists. But the paper fell to the floor. So I threw the paper inside the vestibule and ended up um, on my way to work, emailing the 
buzzer call and the newspaper stuck in the door to the building manager and to the everybody on the email chain at the uh, building who I could reach, telling them, hey, listen, this has been going on for a while. This is the situation. Uh, It's really not safe uh, for the tenants. And it's been newspaper. It's been wood. It's been in the door jam. It's been stuck. Please be aware that maybe we could get some kind of security or somebody could change changing the law. I don't fucking know. I mean, either way. And I told him about the buzzer thing and that I didn't expect anybody and it's really creepy and maybe they could take the numbers down because if you're coming somewhere, you know what apartment to buzz. You don't need a whole fucking list, but whatever. The list will probably stay up for delivery people and all that shit. Um, because what's interesting was my last building didn't just had the buzzer number, didn't have anybody's name on shit. If you chose to put your name on the mailbox inside, that was a different story. But this one has, like, the whole, my grand, like, old school buildings have the whole list of all the tenants and the buzzer to push. So I sent that email, and then I was calling. Listen, I understand it's a holiday. I understand people are on vacation. I get all that. However, if something of a serious magnitude were to happen, oh, hi, Mom. Carol's up. If something of a serious magnitude were to happen, I'll call you after the podcast. I'll call you after the podcast. I'm going to have breakfast. I just want to get this done before they come fix the destruction that they caused fixing the crack in the window. Um, so I sent it to the, to everybody, and then I tried calling throughout the day. I left messages. I called every possible number multiple times. I don't know if they have caller ID, if they see my number and they don't pick up, but... I gave it one, I, on the way home, I figured it was close, it was like close to 4.30, I figured I'd give it one more try, I would call one more time, and I called, and someone picked up, and the person picked up, I've talked to before, it seems to be the only person I ever speak to when I call, the night, super nice, super efficient, like, do, does their job, like, at least feels like they do their job, listen, so I said, listen, this is what's going on, I know you got the email, do what you can with it, but it, it something is going on over there, and I'm I don't have a problem. Like live your life. You, people can come and go from your apartment. You have every right. It, it's your place. You pay the rent. You decide who you want to let in and out. But you need to be mindful of the other tenants that live in the building. You have there needs to be some level of like respect. Like it. it and I know it's New York, and I know people are people and I've lived in a whole shit ton of apartment situations. Nothing ever like this. Um and I just let them know and they said in that phone call, we are aware of what is going on. There are people in the building that have been contacting us, letting us know what's going on, letting us know their concerns and as soon as I am done with this conversation with you, I will walk over to the legal department and add your email to the list of emails that we have. And if anyone needs to contact you, they will be in contact. And I just made it super clear. Um, please, if at all possible, keep my name out of it if if anyone contacts the people across. Obviously, I mean... They've, they got to know it's what they can remember that's, you know, what they can put together in their own head, which is strung out. 
and, and not mentally stable. And so I stressed, because it's important to stress that it's really the unsafe issue. It's very unsettling to not feel so safe coming home. I don't give a fuck what you smoke. I don't give a fuck what you do, who you have over. I don't, it's, it's when your life choices impact my personal safety, then it's a problem. And so that's basically what I said. And I was just like, listen, I just want everybody in the building to be safe. I was not around for what happened. I know that there are still people who are severely traumatized by that experience. And a lot of people went through a lot to try to have this person not allowed back in to apartment 18. And I have to, it's, it's, it's that constant struggle with the broken mental health system, not only in this city, but in the entire country, uh, probably on the entire planet, that they have a service dog. They are clearly in need of help, whether they want to accept that or not. I have not had a conversation with this person, so I do not know. In passing, I have said hello. They, in apartment 18, are extremely chatty. Um, But knowing that that is the person who almost burnt an entire building to the ground because of their drug use is unsettling, to say the least. And, you know, everybody's just trying to live. Everybody is just trying, you know, some people don't give a fuck. Some people give too many fucks. That's the way, that's the spectrum of life. But, you know, you have to give people... (laughs) the opportunity to be able to come home and feel safe and not worry about opening their door and who's standing outside and if they're high as a motherfucking kite and what their weed is laced with and if they're only smoking weed or whatever else they're taking. And I'll tell you, just to go back and and remind you that Carol learned the hard way what stashing, what keistering is when someone came to that door across the vestibule put their hands straight up their tuchus and pulled out something and put it under the doormat and walked away. And I was so fucking tempted to see what was under that doormat because nobody's keistering weed. Everybody's fucking smoking it. So there's some shit going on that's more than weed and creating more uncomfortable encounters and situations in the building. So that's where we're at. Like, I, I am never going to say another word to that creepy fucking guy. I tried to, he got in the elevator with me on laundry day. I was like standing there. Like, what the fuck do you say? It's a tiny ass elevator. The dude takes up three quarters of the fucking elevator. I'm standing there with my laundry basket. I'm like, yo, Merry Christmas, bro. You know, thanks a lot. As I got out of the door, as I got out of the door, as I got out of the door, dude didn't say two fucking words. It's so fucking weird. It's so weird to see somebody and have them every time they see you, like, hide their face. Like, bro, I could still identify you. (laughs) Like, You're not hard to identify. You're, like, ginormo. And that's it. I'm done. I'm done speaking to the dude. I did what I had to do. I took the paper out. I made the calls. I sent the email. 
everybody in management, in the management of this building, is aware of the current situation, uh, and I will keep you posted on that because it's clearly evolving and it's clearly something that's going to have to be addressed at some point. And I don't know, like, good luck with housing court. I mean, that could take forever, and they know it can take forever. And they let her back into the apartment. So I'm guessing that whatever they tried to do before was not successful. It's, it's re- Tenants have a fuck ton of rights in this city. And I'm pretty sure it's the same in any city. Like it's, which makes sense because you're the little guy going up against the, like the Goliaths of these like slumlords and these, you know, building manager people and these build people who own these buildings that only give a fuck about their money. But this is a situation where this particular person and these particular people are a detriment, a safety hazard to the remaining tenants in the building. So I don't know what the fuck you do. I, I just know that I did what I had to do so that people knew should the shit hit the fan, everything I have is documented and I will be purchasing my renter's insurance today so that God forbid something happens. I have a place to stay <laughs> and someone to pay for that place to stay. And I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't get to that. But yeah, they can't, they're not getting her out in 72 hours and they're not getting any of these people out. And I don't know what the, I don't know what they could do about tenants who rent out rooms to other people. Like they could, they could probably shut that shit down and they could say like, look, you need to stop. But that, I don't, that, listen, Make sure the door fucking locks. Make sure shady people aren't getting buzzed the fuck in. And let's not, like, overcook our drugs so that we're, like, burning shit to the ground. That's really the the bottom line. You know, like, I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. I'm not here to... Yeah, everybody goes through it. Everybody has their struggles. Everybody copes the best way they know how. Uh, But when you do shady shit that can fuck up other people's lives, then it becomes a problem. It's not like you're doing the shit in your own fucking house and the house you burn down is just yours. Or the people you invite into your house just only see you and can only end up, like, fucking you up. Like, you just, you don't know, dude. You don't, you, you have no idea. It's really uncomfortable to be like, be like yo, they're broken a snap. Like, what do I need to, I don't want to, like, you shouldn't have to be afraid to open your own fucking front door and be like, who's out in the hall? Who's in the elevator? Who's in the lobby? Who's out front? There's enough of that drama just living in this city. Like there's enough people that sit on the stoop or sit across the street in the park. You got that everywhere. All I'm saying is, you know, you choose to live in a communal environment, communal shit like affects the community. But I don't know. That's why. Check out. That's why I watch everything through the peephole. I don't open the door. I don't buzz anybody in. I don't even like how the, the door closes too slow for me in the front. I always turn and look back and make sure nobody's following me inside. You know, there's all that pushing shit and like, 
who knows who's following, trying to get in. I, I don't fucking know. But I'm telling you, for the I've lived up, I've lived up here for, I've been in these neighborhoods for a long fucking time. I have never, ever, ever had this weird ass situation. It, it's 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 unsettling. That's the only word I can think of that describes it. It's it's just off putting. And like, you just want to be like, bro, grow the fuck up. You're like a grown ass fucking man. Like, you you could say hello to somebody. You could hold the door for somebody. You just battle your way in it. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So, it's just fucking weird. So we'll see what happens. We'll we'll have you know the vestibule and drama. We could. It's like it's not even like a telenovela. Because I think telenovelas are funnier. This, there is nothing funny about this, except the way I'm probably telling the story and the fact that I'm whispering at like 7.30 in the morning on a Wednesday, waiting for the guy to come in and re-spackle my wall that they absolutely demolished putting in a new window, which at least they fixed. Okay, so that's, I mean, I think 30 minutes of this rambling shit about the drama in the vestibule if it continues we'll be back this is like part two we kind of did a part one-ish on the instagram you have to follow along because it, it it's as it happens and as i can catch it it's pretty quiet now they've been it's been going on since like 5 30 which is why i have to be careful that they're not standing outside the door listening to what i'm saying to live here okay I think this is I know don't worry it's all filled in on the podcast you'll catch up okay be back for part I hope I'm back for part three (laughs) if I'm not back you know what happens and take care of my dog (laughs) and Carol (laughs) and somebody has to DJ the jam (laughs) because that's still going on all right in the meantime, I gotta go. <laughs> I really should go brush my teeth. <laughs> I have, I bear, I'm on coffee and Diet Coke. <laughs> I, because, Jesus fucking Christ. Welcome to my life. <laughs> Stay tuned. Let's see what time the super shows up. <laughs> this could be all day. I have plenty of stuff to do, so we'll make some art. We got a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> just like fucking, just this is what happens on a day off. Like it's not even most normal people sleep in, don't they? Like what is even normal anymore? I don't know. I've never been on that side of the fence. Okay, T- the dog's knocked out. He's the only one that can sleep. All right, I'm gonna go brush my teeth. <laughs> maybe take, maybe I'll be able to take a shower at some point. It'd be helpful. All right, thanks for dipping in. Yo, stay safe, and I'll catch you on Instagram because that's basically where we communicate until I get banned again for posting someone else's story. And we need a follow-up to that. So in another another podcast, we'll do the follow-up to that whole clown show because that is ridiculous. The whole fucking world is upside down. Yo, stay super duper safe. Thanks for listening. Yo, catch the jam. 
um, when it's on, when it's on the gram, when we're not banned, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Stay slappy. <sighs> and all that. All right, shalomi homies. Peace and hair grease. We out. Mm-hmm.